0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not are so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night
1: Hi, it's episode 22, season 2 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Bex from Portsmouth. Good evening. And back for the first time this season, Ali Hassan from the Czech Republic. Hello. Right, um, I think we should begin with today's (laughs) game. So it's um, Saturday the 23rd of January. It's just gone quarter past five and um, hands up who is still
2: um, <laughs>
1: finding
3: <laughs> it very hard to be still <laughs> very hard
1: to contain themselves yeah
2: yeah oh, I, had I, was,
3: a, I
1: was gonna say something else but um, i shall refrain <laughs> um that was some game and some goal um deli alley um that we were just talking up before the before the podcast and i mean we all said best goal of the season probably so far um and i've i've Commented that I thought, in terms of technique and execution, it reminded me of Paul Gascoigne's goal against Scotland in Euro 96.
2: Yeah, definitely. I've still got it on the loop right now. I'm watching it on the drive. <laughs> <guy. laughs> and I, I just can't get enough of it. I mean, it was bloody brilliant. What an unbelievable goal. Uh, look at him, just takes it uh, over the guy's head and whack. Beautiful. He He must have so much confidence. It's unbelievable, that guy.
3: It was just amazing. Beautiful goal to watch. Just stunning. And the saddest thing about it is that Chadley's goal was equally fantastic, (laughs) but it's been completely overshadowed now. So nobody cares that A, Chadley scored because we were winning at that point anyway, and B, that he scored a beautiful goal. And on any other day, we'd be saying, wow, yeah, that was stunning. But now it's all about Delhi Alley, the control.
2: Yeah, but to be honest, when Chadley did get his goal, it was more of a relief than anything else because, <laughs> um, I definitely wanted that two goal cushion because, uh, Absolutely. you know, although this season we've been, uh, less spursy than usual, um, I just didn't want it to come back and haunt us anymore. So I thought that the second, the third goal was definitely, a killer for, for us. It was brilliant.
1: It's funny how, it, you know, the game, Game started off with a lot of lot of possession, and they they were they weren't really threatening. Some of the, I think I, I don't know what what commentary you, you're listening to, but um, Ray Housen was one of the co-commentators on the stream that I was listening to, and 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 uh, the, a lot of the comments were about how Palace had shut up shop and tactically they got it right, but they yeah they got men behind the ball, but um, frankly I think they were quite <laughs> lucky to. To contain us and then, even more lucky, to to get a goal on the break. I think we had 80% of the play initially, that dropped to about 70 but still very high. And we were pressing them, and we looked dangerous. And you know, it's quite frustrating going in at half time, one nil down. And second half, I thought that continued. Um, we got the equaliser, which was more than we deserved. Um, you know, and in terms of performances, I thought everybody did. Did did really well, and then obviously Deli Ali's fantastic goal, and then as you say, Ali Shadley's um, goal at the end just gave us that great strike, but it just gave us that cushion, that bit of relief, um, added relief in addition to the um, to the relief of um, Kane's strike. Um, yeah, um, I thought the the only thing that sort of put up a bit of a damper on the whole
0: performance with
2: Jan Vertonghen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he should have just cleared that ball, really. He'd done well to sort of get it off the guy in the first place. And instead of just sort of hoofing it up, and I know that it's not our culture these days, um, I just wished he'd hoofed it up. And he did it about a minute later, hoofed it up, and it went for a throw in a, in their half. But mm. at that moment, he sort of overhit it towards Eriksson, and then the ball came back, and um, once Sahar crossed it... Um, he was sort of wrong footed and he was unlucky, but it w- we were sort of begging for it to happen, really. I mean, first sort of 20 minutes, it was all Tottenham. And then we started sort of, um, allowing them back into the game. And I thought that, um, you know, like Hugo, love him, but his, his kicking sort of put us into trouble a couple of times. And they, they sort of got a bit encouraged by that, I think. But
1: we can sort uh, yeah. of forgive that because it is Hugo, and he thought sort of, he did redeem himself afterwards with a, with a fantastic couple, yeah, couple of saves.
2: So. Yeah, exactly. He did, but you know, but you, you know, really, you don't want to give uh, Palace any hope at all. Really, I mean, they they had so much uh, um, desire to sort of win after that because you know that was their first goal in eight hours. You know, they hadn't scored. Well, at eight hours and one minute, they said on the TV. Um, and it was unbelievable that suddenly their tails were up.
3: Completely but they still haven't pan- scored. We gifted that to them, And <laughs> yeah. it was a crying shame because I don't think Jan had a bad game.
2: Not at all. Not at all. But then they had, uh, after the goal, they had the bank of five and a bank of four. And we were trying to get past that all the time. It was almost unbelievable. We were sort of calling out for some kind of ticker-tacker uh, football around the penalty area to to try and do something. But... Um, it was it was a little bit frustrating because of the amount of possession and uh, the game that we had. So
1: his his um his injury looked quite serious. It was one of those where yeah. the, there wasn't any. I couldn't see any physical contact, and he just sort of turned his knee, and then you could see straight away he was wincing and he was a lot of agony. And um, you know, a player like Jan isn't somebody who's gonna. <laughs>
2: No, course. not this season. He's no, not. Not this season stop, yeah. I mean, he got elbowed in the face by Conor Wickham, and then they... I think, yeah, yeah
3: sorry, Conor Wickham did that a couple of times, and yeah. I was really surprised. There was nothing from the officials.
2: No, no, they just sort of sort of turned a blind eye, really. I thought, before... mm.
3: well, Atkinson,
2: it's Atkinson, isn't it? He's a bit dodgy that guy, anyway. But... Bit of a knob. Yeah, quite little... frankly. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, he, I think it's some kind of, it looks like a, uh, like a medial ligament or something like that. I mm. hope it's not, but it does look a bit serious.
1: Well, we've got, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the next game against Colchester a bit later, but we, we've we got them next. I wasn't in, in, envis, envisaging that he would start in that game anyway,
2: no, um, so me.
1: that's fine. Um, and then a few days after, well, I don't know, 10 days from now, we've got Norwich away and then Uh, on the Tuesday and then the following Saturday Watford at home it would be good if he was back for Norwich or failing that Watford Um, if it's more serious than that then whilst I I like the look of Vimmer from what I've seen of him it's breaking up that partnership could could prove costly Um, I know that everybody's going to well certain people group of our fans will probably say we should dip into the transfer market and buy a centre back um, as well as a striker Um, I hope that Pochettino doesn't do that because I I think that we've got the cover in Vimmer we've also got um, Dyer who can drop back and and play as a centre back Um, and whilst that would take something away from um, the midfield we've got lots of other players, we've got, you know, Ben came on today um, we've got Mason to come back, so we, we've got other options in midfield. Should should we drop Diab yeah. back? Um, so I, I hope that I'm sure that we won't do anything rash in the transfer market. Yeah,
3: I don't I don't think we will. And the fact that Vimmer played on Wednesday night, I think was a big confidence boost for him personally. I don't think he did anything wrong when he came on today.
0: Not I'm at sure all. Poch
3: has it. Poch has it balanced think. so that he and Toby will have played together. Because if Jan is out for any length of time, Vimmer is the man. I think.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good player. He's very comfortable on the ball. He's got a nice left foot. And sometimes you see him sort of coming out of defence with the ball and doing things, so long as he prioritises the defending. Um, And if he gets a chance to go forward and help the the guys, because we do play a high line, obviously. But to me, he looks quite comfortable. I've got no qualms about him being in the team if, if Jan is injured. So I'm not too fussed about that. I definitely wouldn't dip in the transfer market for a defender. Um, so, well, that's my view on it. Anyway, I think it, I think he's good cover.
1: Well, you'll have to see on, the, on, on that one and, and how serious the injury is. Um, fingers crossed. Um, players that really stood out for me today, um, I thought Kieran Trippier did really well again. Um, I love him. Yep. I need
2: to. It's a marked difference. I mean, I do like Walker and this season. Walker is uh, really, really good, particularly sort of going forward. And this year, he seems to have got his defending much better. Um, but the main difference I see with Walker and with Trippier is that when Trippier goes forward, he's got an end product. He gets the ball across. He crossed about five balls in play, left foot and right. Yeah, They've always been dangerous. That's what I like about him. He And he, and he is quite a good defender. Yeah, sometimes he has these little lapses. But uh, so far, I don't think it's cost us
1: and he's looking more assured. Do you know, yeah. certain players, um, Deli Alli being being a prime example, they they hit the ground running straight away. You know, we, we, could, we could see glimpses of that in pre-season. We saw glimpses of that when he came on as a sub against, I think it was Leicester away and scored. Yeah. Um, that's not true of most players. I think a lot of players um, take their time. I think particularly with fullbacks, I often find that sometimes at the mark of a good fullback isn't doing anything spectacular but it's just be it's just being good from a positional sense but also just looking self-assured um and just looking confident and and not looking nervous and 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 trippier at the moment is starting to project that i feel you know um the other player, obviously, De- Deli Ali, was, was superb and I thought we would really boss the midfield. I think Sun did decent, Erics- Ericsson did okay, Kane. Zambele, um, I think Zambele was just a beast. What a what a player.
2: He was, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. But I-, I would say that he didn't have a- an outstanding game. Um, but when he gets the ball, I mean, it's very difficult to get it off him. Although it did happen once or twice today that um, a-, a ball got sort of nicked. Um of him or a, a misplaced pass but other than that he was you know he commands the the ball but I would have liked to have seen him absolutely boss the game today I would have liked to have seen that but uh, it was quite difficult I would say because of the amount of people that Palace had behind the ball you know Dyer was the other one he because you know when I saw the team at the beginning I liked the team news. I thought yeah Dyer and Dembele in the middle this is just what we need and um, Unfortunately, I thought that Dyer also didn't sort of have one of his outstanding games, but sort of solid enough, but not an outstanding game. Yeah, nothing special. I don't know what you thought about that.
1: Um, I thought he, I thought he did okay. I was surprised that he was taken off.
3: <laughs> so sorry, I was, uh, it was sat here giving. Why? Why have they done that? And why put Chadley on? That's rubbish. And then, of course, come the end uh, of the game. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and no.
3: That's why yeah. Poch is a manager and I'm sat on the sofa watching this. Well, yeah? that's
2: exactly right. But I did, <laughs> think good, I did think it was a good change at the time because only because of the fact that uh, Dyer didn't have much influence on the game and there wasn't much that needed to be broken mm-hmm. up, you know. Uh, we dominated the game and we didn't really need to have the two in there. Although, having said that, uh, Delhi, Delhi did drop in a little bit behind uh, when Dyer went off. <laughs> But Ali is a box-to-box, isn't he? So he just turns up at the other end to smash a ball home like that. So, yeah. I, I would say one thing. Sorry to uh, continue here, sure. but I thought that um, Danny Rose, I think he's got something wrong with him against people like Zaha because he looked really nervous today. Um, Yeah, on one hand, he was unlucky not to score and he was sort of bombing up the left. But on the other hand, every time Zaha got the ball, he was sort of scared stiff of him. I don't know if you had the same view. Yeah,
3: Uh, He was a little bit hesitant. Maybe it's because he wasn't skipper this week. Um, But he was quite, almost reluctant.
2: Yeah, I mean, generally he does quite well, but I'm not sure if it's that, you know, Zaha's such a taller player or something like that. And he's not a sort of typical winger. Uh, sorry, he's not um, a typical guy that he, fa- he he faces week in, week out, is he? So, um, I don't know, he, he just looked a little bit off. But anyway, I don't want to take away from the team's performance at the end. We got the result, which was brilliant. Uh, the
1: thing that surprised me about Die was, um, you're right, he, he, he we almost didn't need him um I was, but I was surprised because I thought it was a bit harsh on him but I could see why I could see why it was done I was just surprised that it was so early in the game perhaps yeah. and 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 Pochettino does um tend to leave substitutions a lot later on um I actually I don't know what what time he was taken off but it certainly felt early in the second half um but it you know proved to be the right call um yeah. And bear in mind, Dyer did play a full 90 in the middle of the week. Um, so maybe maybe there were some tired legs as, as, as well. But um, there you go. Pochettino gets paid to, to make decisions like that. And, and, he, and he got it right. Um,
2: another goal for Kane.
1: Another goal for Kane, yeah. Um, I'd
3: forgotten about that. Yes. And, almost
2: <laughs> an assist. I, I suppose you would say a pre-assist. Because it was his cross that landed on Ericsson's head, wasn't it, for, Ch- uh, for uh, Dele Alli to smack in. So Kane got it on the right, didn't he? Yeah. And he sort of swung the ball right across the penalty area. I thought, where's that going? <laughs> and Ericsson was there to just sort of stoop down with a little cushioned header, and then Deli did the rest. So brilliant. I'm buzzing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, just to prove that this podcast really is live and we record it at the time we say it, we do. Just under two minutes into the West Ham Man City game.
2: Yes.
3: West Ham are one up.
2: Come on. Come on, you spammers.
3: <laughs> Pike. <it's... laughs> so, Jav, you had the table up earlier. That means. How does that affect um, City and us?
1: Well, um... assuming
3: that. It's going to stay if exactly it, it like st- this we well, the remaining
1: 80-odd minutes. Yeah, OK. Well, it, it, we're, at the moment, we're on 42 points, so we're one point behind City in third. Okay. So if it stays like that, then we'll still be one point behind City <clears> um, in third. Yeah. But we'll have a better goal difference. Uh, yeah. At the moment, we've got 22. They've got 22. Uh,
2: minus one for the goal for West Ham would be 20, 21.
1: 21, yeah. yep. And our defence is the best and only 19 conceded and it will still remain the best so yeah. um, that's fine I mean none of the results both with the City <clears> game and um, Woolwich I think playing tomorrow um, yeah. irrespective of what happens in those games we're still going to be fourth but
2: yeah we're consolidating basically yeah where's, um, where's menu, when's Menu playing they lost they lost to Southampton oh, today. Charlie
3: Austin scored on his debut <laughs> oh, wonderful. at Old Trafford that's why I-
2: that's why I didn't want us to sign him. I want Southampton to sign him so that, that you could score the winner against uh, Man United. <laughs> Lovely jubbly. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, we're, we're five points ahead of ahead of United. If the West Ham, the flip side of the West Ham um, result, if it stays the way it does, then they will be within four points of us. But that's fine. I'm not not too worried about that. Um, I had a question in from, this isn't on the running order, only because it's, it's just come in, but I had a quick question from Greg Taylor, who says, um, one word to describe Ali's goal. Um, for him, he says, audacious.
2: esque.
3: I, I don't know, because you get to a stage, don't you, where you run out of superlatives. Yeah. Orgasmic. Okay. That's mine.
2: Orgasmic. Orgasmic. Oh,
3: that's, yeah. a that's a good one. Very good. <laughs> oh, I've, just, yeah. I've, I've just been on Twitter and um, you're my ASD, Jav. has yep. just hashtag Pelly Alley, which I quite like.
1: That's a good one, yeah.
3: I really like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not going anywhere. I'm still watching. I'm still watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cover on this and let you see it. It's just Okay,
3: so you've been watching the same vine of the same goal for 30 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well...
2: <laughs> Stupendous. Oh. All right, there's another word. It's
1: very she difficult.
3: It's... sensational,
2: yeah.
3: technically just brilliant.
1: Yeah. I'd, uh, for me, orgasmic. And I've got to say, it's very difficult to record the pod and wipe up at the same time. Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> too much, info- way too much information. I, I need more wine now. <laughs> You're on the wine,
2: are you? What are you uh, want yeah,
1: on?
3: yeah. well, this was a conversation that we were having over Twitter with Nikki. Um, yeah. The theory is that you can have Seven glasses of wine, and it's only one dog wine because, of course, there are seven oh, dog right. years to one yeah. year. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we were doing. So
2: yeah, so you're having seven three or...
3: goals is twenty one drinks.
2: Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Yeah, that's not bad. What what sort of, what are you on? Who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it? I've got
1: a job. after
3: a, after a result like that. Really, it just
2: yeah.
3: who needs booze? In all fairness.
1: So again, just to prove this is live, we had another question just come in from Carol Hayward. He says, Deli Alley, young footballer of the fucking year, discuss." <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's anything to discuss. I mean, surely no. he's surely he's a shoo-in. Um, I mean, which other young footballers? I think Lukaku, who's been knocking around for a while. He's I think 23, and I think he just about falls into the category. But um, it's got to be Deli Ali. This, Absolutely. This,
2: guy, this guy has come from League One, so let's hope Colchester hasn't got any like him in their team because the guy is just un- unbelie- unbelievable. He's brilliant. I mean, to just fit into the Premier League like he'd been there all his life, it's unbelievable.
1: I'm going to hold my hands up and say, you know, at the beginning of the season, when we did the first few podcasts, everybody, not just, just um, listeners to the pods or people, or, you know, the guests that would appear on the pod, but just generally speaking to lots of Spurs fans. And reading stuff on social media, everybody was wax lyrical about um, about Ali, and I was a bit more. Well, yeah, he he is good. He looks good. He's technically good. He looks the part. All of those things. But let's just.
2: But he's yeah.
1: just. Let's just not get too carried away because we don't want to put too much pressure on on, on his shoulders, and you know, particularly not just Spurs fans, but football fans in general, we tend to be quite fickle. We tend to suddenly find a hero, and it might be. It might have been, for example, Sun earlier in this season. Sun comes into the team. Sun comes out of the team. Oh, we're missing Sun. You know, how much better is it? And then Sun comes back into the team, and he's not playing well. Um, that sort of mentality really does my head in. But Deli Ali has just proved it consistently week in, week out. Um, he's some player, and he's only going to get better. Um yeah, for me, young young footballer of the year, um, and I, and I would imagine he would also be. Um, there's norm, n- normally six people that are in the running for the PFA <clears throat> Player of the Year.
2: Yeah, well, I'm um, thinking, why can't he be nominated for both? Because um, it doesn't matter how young you are, if you're Player of the Year, you're Player of the Year. So.
3: So the last player to be nominated and win both was Bale. Yeah. And yep. previous to that was Ronaldo. Yeah. And that is a fantastic heritage to have to live up to. Exactly. So, but isn't Kane, didn't Kane get the young player of the year, the year last year?
1: He did, yeah. And <laughs> I did. think that's
3: a fantastic reflection on Potch and the team as a whole. If we can do it two successive years, yeah. that says an awful lot. And like I said last week, can't believe any young player wouldn't want to come to Spurs at the moment. Yeah,
2: exactly. Looking
3: to see what they're done Because even when Vimmer came on, he's what, 23? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He's not exactly ancient.
2: No.
3: And to be in that position, which is generally older players... It says yeah. an awful lot for the way that Poch um, has the team playing.
2: Yeah, I, I believe this is the Poch uh, um, philosophy. You know, Jav, you, you mentioned earlier about uh, guys hitting the, you know, hitting the ground running and stuff. And I think it's all to do with Poch's style, and he gets them playing in us in such a way that uh, it's easy. I mean, they just just get in there, do what they're supposed to do. Uh, without any qualms and just get on with it. And, and I think that's the way it's going. So uh, that's what I think is the reason for it. It, it. There is a philosophy, play the ball simple, do the right things. You know, if you lose the ball, get back into position, make things difficult for the other side, win the ball back and get on the attack again. It seems to be working for us. So, you know, it worked for Southampton before us and now he's got much better players yeah. uh, to work with. Um Plus, bringing them through the academy. Oh, God, I'm just so looking forward to the, to the future. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's the best. I mean, I've been going for yonks, right? <laughs> um, this is really, apart from the 80s team with Hoddle and Archibald and our dealers and all that lot, this is definitely the most excited I've been since. The, the, the guys are just unbelievable.
3: It's a great team to watch. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to sit and watch it? There is always something happening and you never quite know what Spurs are going to do. You always hope that there's three points at the end of it. But even today, you were thinking and hoping that they would pull something out of the bag or is it going to be another Newcastle? Mm-hmm. But it was just amazing. Just fantastic, yeah. stunning football to watch. City have equalised. Yeah. So it's oh. 1-0. Yeah.
2: Sorry. I don't suppose draws are that bad these days. I mean, I think... Um, when when we've got a team above us and a team below us, I don't mind if they both draw because, to me, a draw is almost as good as a defeat. I mean, it's it's closer to a defeat than to a win, that's for sure, with one point instead of three. Um, so, you know, if if uh, teams around us only draw, then, yep. it's, you know what I mean? They're just both dropping two points. Yep.
3: I'm quite happy with that.
2: So I don't mind it too much, so long as, you know, City don't win. I don't mind if they draw or if City lose.
3: That's the I don't I... really care about them. I can't. It... Yeah, OK, the game is on, but I'm not really concentrating because all my effort is still thinking about Danny Alley's goal. <laughs> that you're still watching.
2: No, my <laughs> fucking Vine just turned off. <laughs> I think the iPad got too hot. <laughs> <laughs> it just switched itself. Out. I'm going to have
3: complaints about that. Fantastic.
1: Oh, you could save the Vine for later and watch yeah. it in a quiet moment. Um, so we've got Norwich next in, in 10 days. I'm not going to not gonna do a, a, any predictions on, on, on that. Before that, we've got um, we've got Colchester in the FA Cup. So we played... Actually, we should just go re- rewind briefly back to the middle of the week. So we played Leicester um, middle of the week, won that 2-0, another clean sheet, Vaughan started in goal. Interesting team selection, because you have Vaughan starting in, in goal, I suppose that was expected, but I thought he did okay. He didn't let himself down in any way. He looked, looked, looked solid. Dare I say it, possibly his best game in a Spurs shirt. Yeah. Definitely. So far. Yeah. Um, it was interesting that he played Dyer back as yeah. as centre-back with, with Vimmer. Um, full-backs obviously were Davis and Walker for that game. And then we didn't have Kane up front. Son did really well and got a goal. Chadley did okay. Um, and the midfield, Ben Slab came back on the team. Now we've got a question a bit... Uh, um, on, on Nabil yeah. a bit later but um, overall I thought we'd, we'd bo- boss that game deserved to go through um, and the fact that Dyer played as a centre back as I was saying earlier whilst we it, it, it meant that we'd lost his presence in, in mid, midfield it gave an opportunity to others like Nabil Bentlab to come in and do a job um, so I just think that again shows the strength and depth we've got.
2: And- I mean, Carroll went to, lead, but, I mean, to boot. Um, you know, in my opinion, I, I mean, I love Carroll. And, and uh, at the beginning, I thought, you know, when I first saw the team news, I thought, oh, not, not, not Vorm. I mean, I don't want, I like Vorm, and I know that he sometimes makes a mistake, but he does look quite a good keeper. But you just want, it's the FA Cup, and you just want to progress, and you just think, Loris, you know, you want Lloris in there. I didn't mind the Dyer and Wimmer. In central defence, but, um, you know, when I saw Carroll and Benteleb in that part, and we are playing Leicester at the King Power Stadium, you know, uh, Carroll is a little bit lightweight. Benteleb, you know, he's hardly played, and then no, no cane up top. I thought, oh, no, here we go. And then after the first minute, Dyer gives the ball away, didn't he? Um, and they had a shot on goal. Um, but after that, You know, I thought that after sort of 10 minutes or whatever, first 10 minutes, I think, Leicester had. After that, yeah, I think we started to dominate the game and the possession and and, uh, we started to look very good. And and Tom Carroll started to spray the ball around beautifully all over the place. And I started to eat my own words there, you know. I think,
3: but this is what we said before, warm needs games. Yeah. And Wednesday night was the second time we played in a really short space of time. So he had that little bit of confidence and he was fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, he did everything okay, You know, and he he actually pulled off two saves in the game, uh, which kept us in it, to be honest. Yeah,
3: and he was the keeper that you expect to have sat there. The bizarre thing was looking up and seeing no Toby in defence.
2: Yeah, it was a bit weird, but
3: that was like, well, where is he then? I <laughs> but...
1: to- Toby's played every game this season. Well, actually, was the that... only game he didn't every play was against um, Woolwich in in, yeah. in the Capital One when, when Fazio yeah. did he he played every through. league
2: game. Yeah,
1: league yeah. Game. So, so it was player. it was
3: completely bizarre to look up and not see him there.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was weird.
3: But the boys did fine, and again, it's Poch has everybody playing the same way, so when they come into the side, nobody has to adjust to anything. It is almost a seamless transition. Everybody
1: and, knows their role within the team.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't well. matter what formation he plays, it doesn't matter who he's got playing in the team, It, the, the exchange of players in and out is the same. Yeah. Even though the players are very different. So I think that says a lot for his playing, his managerial style. Um, Definitely. And yeah. a lot for what he's got going on at the club.
2: I um, think what pissed me off a lot was the... I don't want to swear so much, but the commentators (laughs) on BBC, I wish they'd shut the F up. Oh, my God. They they were were so
3: biased.
2: Oh, Jesus. They just love Leicester so much. It was unbelievable. And obviously, Lineker's got sort of – he hasn't got divided ties because he's a Leicester boy. I know he played for Spurs. And, you know, if Leicester are going to go out, then better to go out to Spurs than, say, Arsenal or anyone like that. But he he loves Leicester, and that's the way it is. But they just constantly kept on – Loving them, didn't they? And you know, didn't ma- you know, the only reason we played well was because Lester played shit and the tinker man kept tinkering. Excuse me, we made eight changes as well, or nine changes to our team.
3: Yeah, and um Lester, come on Lester, you're still in this game. Two nil down and it's eighty-nine minutes. You fuckwits. Yeah. They're yeah, quite and- clearly not, and they weren't yeah. in it all game. I yeah, didn't feel you know. they were I didn't feel they were a threat.
2: Yeah. And Jonathan Pierce, just as he was saying Oh, uh, you know, and should Spurs have started with a stronger team and with the big guns and all that? And, then, you know, Son put that beautiful ball through to Chadley and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was a lovely goal, yeah. But it I was,
3: it was priceless, though, just to see Ian Wright's face at the end of it because he, he could not think nothing. of anything nice to say.
2: Yeah, he gave us nothing. Do, so, do you know what? Thank, thank God for Jelaine Janus because...
3: Oh, he yeah. was brilliant.
2: Yeah, he, he was great. But the other guys, they were just not bigging up Leicester all the time. And we were only good because Leicester weren't. But I was just going to say that we talked about Tom Carroll, that that the timing of his pass to to Son uh when he went through. uh And Son's goal was, in my opinion, explosive. And dare I say it, a striker's goal. Mm. Definitely a striker's goal. He, he took it like a striker. He pushed it out of his feet and he whacked it in. Um, I know one of the questions later is about strikers.
1: Hold that thought, because you're absolutely right. There is a a question question on that. Um, Just on Vorm, I thought it was really nice that that he played well for two reasons. One, because you want him to play well and you, you want to have that confidence in him to come into the team when he needs to and, and and do a job, whether that's through choice or through that that say Larice is injured. And, and and I and I don't like it when fans get on his back. But also because it was Leicester City and you know, contrast that it was a year ago tomorrow. Yeah. This this weekend last year that we that we did a podcast and I think Bex you were on it with me and um it was after the um cup tie against Leicester when we lost at White Hart Lane. And I, I remember the day um, when where I was, and we were all feeling deflated, and and Vaughan, um didn't have a good game,
2: <laughs> and it's
1: and it's nice that he had a good game against Leicester City, and hopefully, that's that's a um, a memory that's that's exactly that, just, just something.
3: So is he going to be away. the um, FA Cup keeper then? And keep Hugo for League and Europa, perhaps? Or is it another example of Poch and his ability to swap players in and out?
1: I think that if you if you go back to last season, um, and also this, you've got Larice playing in the League and the Europa. And in the Capital One Cup and the FA Cup, Vorm has been the keeper. But if you recall last season, in the Capital One Cup, when we got to the final, Vorm was, was dropped and Lloris played against Chelsea, and I think if if we pro- I think if we progress mm. in the FA Cup and get to the final, and particularly if we if we play a good team, um, I think sentiment will will go out of the window. And I don't think at that point Pochettino is going to say, "Well, um, Vorm, you've 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 done a good job, and and you deserve your place." I wouldn't be surprised if if Lloris starts. That's just my.
2: Um, yeah, that was going to be one of my questions to you two about that because, you know, not trying to. Um, Speak too far forward, um, but if we do get through to the final of the FA Cup, um, what will happen? And I I've, I've guess that he will do the same, he will take out Vorm and put uh, Luis in. So, uh, what do you think, Bix?
3: It seems really harsh, doesn't it? But Vorm doesn't necessarily do anything wrong, yeah, and yet he's dropped, yeah. Because that happened last year, didn't it? For the League Cup,
2: yeah. And it happened a few years ago um, when we had uh, Paul Robinson in goal and a, a Czech guy, Radek Czerny. Mm-hmm. And Czerny was playing all the games and doing very well, got us to the final, and then in the final they played Robinson. Yeah, and I, I think it was against Blackburn in, in Cardiff or something. Uh oh, 2001,
3: 2002? Something,
1: yeah. No, 2001. Oh yeah, was it it was, it was, or wasn't it 2008 against... It was, um, Arsenal in the semi <laughs> and then and then Chelsea and then the final um, Robinson played against Chelsea. Oh no! Yeah, we won
2: that one. And, uh, it was it was before that then. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I, it was just a, a thing about the keepers, you know. Um, one gets you to the final; the other one plays. So,
1: so the, there was a quote from Pochettino last season, and and I can't remember it word for word. So I'm going to sl- paraphrase it slightly. But um, it was something along the lines of that you, you're as a Tottenham um, player, you're employed. To play for the club, not the team.
2: Yeah, he said. He said, when you sign for Tottenham, you're signing to train.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's
2: it. And it's up and I, to me to, to. And it's up to you to sort of prove yourself, and it's up to me to put you in the side.
1: And I, I and I understand as a professional, and just you know, even as a fan, if you want to play. You, you, you want to play in the in the, you you, you want to be part of the starting eleven, and particularly for for a big event like a, a cup final, you want to be on the team sheet. If you're on the bench, or worse still, if you if you don't even make the bench through no fault of your own, but just that there's so many other good players, um, and and the manager's got to make a choice. That's a diff that's a bitter pill to swallow, yeah. but the reality is that we've got a, it's a squad game, and and um, it, if. If Form doesn't play in a cup final, it won't be forgotten that his efforts along the way would.
2: would no, have, would, I mean he'd still get a medal if we won it, or if we I mean if we lost it, he'd still get a silver medal. Yeah, you call it a loser's medal, but
1: which they did in the old days, as I recall. I think, I think
2: he would just... still get a medal, wouldn't he? I mean, one way or the other, um, whether he plays or not, if we won or lost, he'd get either a winner's or a loser's medal. So. For being part of the squad that actually played so many games and got us there. So I think that's right.
1: If 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 we are to to go all the way to Wembley, we've got to first get past Colchester. We've got them next week today. Um, it's a twelve forty-five kickoff in the UK. Um, I'm gonna hold my hands up here. I don't know a great deal about <laughs> Colchester other than them, other than the fact that I think they're twen- they're third from bottom in, in League One. Um, and Chilchester is an is Essex, I believe. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is,
3: it's on the A twelve, it's on the way up when I visit Grotbags at school. Yeah. Um yeah. it's it's a very town, isn't it? Sorry?
2: I think it's the oldest inhabited town in England or something. And yeah, it's Georgia. an old
3: Roman town, isn't it? So they have a relatively Accident. new state stadium that sits off the side of the A twelve. Yeah. Um and yeah, that pretty much sums up my knowledge as well. Yeah. Um
1: so we're going to play, I mean, it, it's a given, we're going to play probably Vorm and... Um...
3: Similar team to be played on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess
1: so.
2: Um,
1: but it's still going to be, It's, it's still, it will still be a strong team nonetheless um, against not being disrespectful, but inferior opposition. Um, quick predictions? <laughs>
2: um... I'm not good at predicting, and I don't really like predicting because <laughs> uh, I don't want to put the kiss of death on any anybody, but I would like to say that we should um, get a win, and it should be to nil. Um, um, and I was going to say, to add to the things that you said earlier about the team news, I, I wouldn't mind if he starts people like Onomar, maybe Harry Winks, uh, and players like that to, to get them... Bloodied in, if you like. I mean, Onomar played the other day and played really well, uh, and like the look of him a lot. Um, I think I think we should win the game. Um, I'm not going to put a scoreline on it, but I think it should be something to nil.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to take a slightly more conservative approach. Um, because I know next to nothing about Colchester and I'm going to assume it's going to be cold and windy and we're not going to have our regular centre-back pairing. So I'm going to give them give them them the benefit of the doubt and say they're going to score a goal. Um, but we're going to win it 2-1. 2-1. That's
2: tight.
1: OK,
3: so I went for 4-0 today. So I was slightly awry with the scoreline, but I was right with the number of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take credit for that because uh, obviously it was all because of me um but we really should be going to colchester and thrashing the ass off them i know it's a cup tie and it adds a little bit of glamour but i'd be and i'm happy that we you know give them a goal as a consolation or whatever but we should be seriously thumping these guys it doesn't matter what team we put out so uh yeah four one
2: yeah we've given them a goal for one mm, Nice.
3: yeah
1: okay um we'll do some questions in a minute Um, Bex, the Spurs ladies played in the middle of the week. Um, how did they do?
3: Oh, you know, so this was their first game since December the 20th. And, um, yeah, they did okay. They played in the Ryman's Cup semi-final. And they thrashed West Ham by five whole goals to nil. Which is a very lovely scoreline, isn't it? Not only is it West Ham, but also the girls won. And it was a semi-final. So that makes it extra, extra special.
1: (laughs) And who do they... Who do they play in the, in, the, in the final?
3: Don't know, because the other semi-final doesn't play until Wednesday.
1: OK, and it's, I think Charlton are playing in that. In the yeah, they
3: are, and I don't yeah. know who else they're playing against. So, Bianca Baptiste was one of the scorer. Wendy Martin got a penalty. Um, Avila Bergin got another one, and then she got another one, and then it was just all fantastic. So, we don't know where or when the final is, can't get any information out of the team but I did hear something back to say that they haven't actually confirmed the date yet and I don't know if that's because the two semifinals were postponed so because of that they may maybe move the forward that moved the final forward to another date and location because this should have been played a couple of weeks back
1: I should have and um, we'll, we'll we'll talk in a minute about I think their game. Tomorrow, but what's the other bit of exciting news about the Spurs ladies? <laughs> following, following on from that five nil win, they're all so,
3: yeah, Very shush! Very excited. They're dedicated sportswomen. They don't do stuff like that. So very excitedly, um, Javad emailed the team and asked, in light of the fact that they're through to a final, if we could go and interview them. So a couple of the players uh he mentioned Avila Bergin, who scored on Thursday, and Jenna Scalacci, who's the skipper, if we could go and have a chat with them. Um, the team have come back and initially said, yep, OK, we'll do it on a Wednesday at Hotspur Way before they, the girls start training on a Wednesday night. So we've just to settle dates, um, and hopefully we're going to record that, and that'll be on the pod in a couple of weeks as and when we get a chance to talk to them.
1: Absolutely, yep. Very, very exciting. Um, looking, looking forward to that one. It's hugely
3: um, exciting. I've gone all little girly and <laughs> I... Are so
2: you shaking a rattle or something? no, <laughs> 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 a little baby's rattle. Sort of I'm
3: really, 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 really pleased, and I, I, yeah, it's very exciting. It'd be fantastic to go and talk to the girls. And the proviso is that we don't mention the men's game, and I have no desire to talk about no, the guys' and, team, and,
1: and nor should we. It's about them. Exactly. And, and um, when I emailed, um, well, I emailed Karen Hills, who's who's the manager, but also. Um, it went to the PR manager at Spurs um, and um, the initial email that I sent to them, um, we, we mentioned that as far as I know that we're the only Spurs podcast out there hitherto that, that provides an update on the Spurs ladies every week and and I think because we do, I think it's really important that, that we get a chance to speak to them and give them a bit of a platform um and yeah it's it's about them it's not about um it's not about not about the guys of course we we, we, it's a Tottenham podcast so we talk all things Tottenham but um the interview that we're going to do with them will be um exclusively about them and their progress in the competition and various other things so
3: if um, anybody's got any questions yeah you know how to get in touch with us
1: yep um so you can there's a Facebook page. You can um, you contact us on Twitter um, at THF Podcast, um, is the Twitter handle, um, and we'll, we'll as and when we get more details, we will um, um, announce that. But hopefully, as Beck said, that will be something that will happen the, within the next few weeks. Um, they're playing tomorrow as well, aren't they?
3: They are. They play tomorrow in the league. Assuming that all goes ahead, they're playing at Coventry. So uh, that's the two o'clock kickoff, and we'll probably get an, an update on the scoreline about Wednesday because the girls aren't good at... or the PR team that sits behind it aren't that good about updating people as to games that have gone on. But, so there you go. Nice to be playing since they haven't played since December.
1: Absolutely. Okay, um, we'll do some questions in a minute. Um, just, um, well, actually, some, some of you, you mentioned before the podcast, Bex. Um, the last podcast that we did, we talked about skippers and... We had a discussion on who, if Lloris wasn't captain, who who would make a good skipper. So Walker captained in the side on Wednesday. Um, What do you both think in terms of the job that he did?
2: I thought he did a very good job, uh, to be honest. Uh, I kept kept an eye on him. He looked very, very vocal, more than usual. And, um, you know, not only did he look good going forward, he also did a very good job defensively. Um, and he made one or two really good covering challenges, you know, sort of out of position, but covering, um, um, sort of to the left of the box instead of to the right of the box, if you know what I mean, where the ball's gone over the, uh, the back, the, the last center half. He's got across and made a nice covering challenge. So, um, I think that giving it to Walker, I think I heard the other day that he, he's the most, senior guy in the team, or oh, he was the most senior guy in the team, especially that night.
3: Yeah, so we discussed that last week, and I, when Danny Rose was made skipper for the original game, I wasn't sure if Poch did it because he was the most senior, or you know, he had been at Spurs the, the longest, or if the players had voted for it. But looking at the fact that Walker was given the skipper, the captaincy on Wednesday, it does rather seem that Poch has gone, OK, you're the most senior player at the club, Therefore, it should be you. But I don't think it did Walker's game any harm. I think maybe it made him think a little bit more I think it about made what him he was doing. Um, but, yeah, you, I agree. He was very vocal. He was very involved all over the pitch, much more so than normal.
2: I mean, just by be, being given the captain to see if that makes you play that much better. And he did look a lot better than, you know. I mean, as I said earlier, he, he's played really well this season, but
3: he looked extra. But That's it's thought. awareness as well, isn't it? Yeah, It's that extra level of responsibility that sometimes makes you think, maybe I'm not going to make that decision. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to wait and see how things go. And maybe we should give the captaincy to Deli Ali on those grounds because sometimes he does slightly rash things. But maybe that's what it is about Kyle Walker. It just kind of settled his game a little bit because he had that added responsibility.
2: Yeah, he tried to get um, uh, Kabaya done today, didn't he? He stuck a nice knee into his shoulder. I think Kabay made too much of it. Uh,
3: yeah, I did ask if there was a sniper in the crowd that I'd missed somewhere that apparently yes. had shot Kabai because yeah. I could see no other reason for that kind of reaction. But I think that was a, that knee was a very deliberate from Ali. Definitely, it was definitely. very disingenuous. It was very because it, it's very hard to say to him you did that deliberately
2: because yeah. you
3: you know it, because he of the way it, he was running onto Kabai. Yeah, he
2: made it look like the momentum couldn't yes, stop itself. Yes,
3: absolutely. And it's but I think that was very disingenuous of him, and really, he absolutely like meant it, to do it. <laughs>
2: I know Nicky's got reserves about him, but I like it. You, you need to play like that in your team. Um, um, sorry, to go back to the captain thing, I definitely think that uh, Eric Dyer is future captain material for Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, and I think that he could possibly be our next Grand Roberts. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but... No, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, uh, I think he can do that.
1: I thought Walker did... Walker Walker did okay um, uh, on on Wednesday um, in terms of the captaincy, and I think once again it sort of exemplifies the fact that we've got so many good players that have got leadership qualities and and, and, and can do do a good job. Um, and I agree, probably going forwards, one for the future is Eric Dyer. Um, having said that, and I don't want to go. Back to last week's questions, but I will. Um, I'm still quite happy with Larice. Um, all I say is Dino's off, 1982, um, Casillas at Madrid, and the German goalkeeper whose name escapes me, Neuer. Yeah. All captains, so I, I, I I'm quite comfortable and happy with with Larice being skipper. But um...
3: nobody's unhappy. It's an alternative.
2: Anyway, I mean, the team has skippers and vice skippers. So if if uh, Larice wants to get a message across to uh, somebody, he can just give it to the vice skipper who should be playing at the same time and tell them to, you know, have a word with that guy up there. He's not doing his yeah. job properly. We
1: we've got we've got a number of players that can fulfil that role, but we've also got a number of players that, irrespective of whether they've got the armbands, show leadership qualities and yeah. most of all take responsibility. Um, and yeah. aren't afraid to give another player a bollocking um, if need be. Yeah. Um, okay, Michael John Beed asks, do you prefer the word striker or forward, and what's the difference? Um, for me, this is just a question of semantics, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were going to ask me to interpret it, I would say a striker is um, a centre forward. Uh, 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 you know, whether that be a, a, a poacher like Gary Lineker or. or Harry Kane type player that can hold the ball up and get goals. Um, forwards could mean many things. Yes, it could could also mean a striker or a centre forward in the traditional sense, but it could mean somebody that's a deep lying centre deep lying centre forward, uh, like a sort of Teddy Sheringham type player, or or as we talked about earlier, some somebody coming from a deeper role, running at people, um, and. and, and um, chipping in with, with, with the occasional goal, but really, I think it's about semantics and, and how, you, how you interpret that word. Yeah.
3: Yep, I don't care. <laughs> I think they're interchangeable. Well, they are pretty much now. Players aren't so locked in position as they used to be, so it, it's very easy. You know, we've seen Harry Kane back defending. Yeah. Is that something that would have happened twenty, thirty years ago? Definitely not. Uh... Is that something Jermaine Defoe would do? Because he actually is your archetypal striker, isn't he? He is the Gary Lineker-style goal hanger. He doesn't go back from the forward line, from the halfway line. He's he is where he is. Um, but we don't have that anymore. We have players that go where they're needed. But apart from that, I'm really not fussed one way or another.
1: Dare I say we have footballers in in, in the Ajax sense? Yep. Um, I know that. They play in positions, and ultimately, you think of Jan as a defender and Toby as a defender. But there's so much more, more than that, which actually reminded me during the game there was a passage of play. I think just before we scored, I think just before um, Harry Kane scored the equaliser, when Toby was pushing forward in in an attack, and he stayed up. He didn't then drop back. He was still up there in in, in around the box and yeah, played that, a, played a part in the goal. I
2: think. Yeah, that's right. I mean, because Palace were all sitting back, and so why not push forward and and sort of help the the guys up front because there was no danger of them getting back at us uh, at all. So, uh...
1: I would have imagined in that scenario whilst maybe I was concentrating on the sort of forward passage of play and maybe obviously the TV screen is is also concentrating on that, um, I would imagine that in that scenario somebody in midfield would have, um, I think Dyer was off the pitch at that point, but somebody would have dropped back and played in defence and um, in, in uh, as Toby pushed forward and and in, in, which is really if you go back to the IX way or the total football way that's about it's about exactly that it's about players um, slotting into other positions so if a, if a defender goes forward um, and has confidence to do that somebody else can slot in and um, and, and play in that role and play yes. adequately.
3: Yep, absolutely, and everybody does go where they're needed. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Again, it, that's all about the team. It's not about individual players. It's not them saying, I'm a striker, therefore. It's about this is where the team needs me most.
2: Yeah, or I mean, when, you're, when yeah. you're a striker, everyone's depending on you, aren't they? That's why everyone's talking about Kane and, and Jesus, we have to get someone else in because when Kane's injured, we, we're going to be in trouble and all that sort of stuff. You Yeah. Know, um, I was watching football when we had inside forwards and outside forwards and centre forwards and and that sort of thing, but um, today a striker is the guy who's supposed to hit the goals, isn't he? Um, And the forwards sort of assist him, but the way I see it is, like Bex said, I don't really care, you know, as long as uh, we're sharing the goals around the team and we're scoring, it doesn't matter. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I had the resident Leicester fan at work message me on Thursday morning to say, yeah, you were really lucky. And um, you really need another striker. And I said, OK, that's fine. Thanks very much for your comment. But last night's game just proved that we've got it going on all over the pitch. That isn't just our focal point. And Leicester didn't have that on Wednesday night. But we clearly did. They don't have the squad strength to push for Champions League and manage in the league and have a good cup run. Yeah,
2: but they... they, um, But we do. Yeah, they relied that if if Mahrez and... uh, Body came on that we were going to be in trouble after that. Uh, after we went 2-0 up or something like that. It was stupid. Anyway, let's skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: okay, next question. Paul Ethel asks, um, we've all heard the expression, I take a draw right now. So <laughs> would the pulses take 4th right now, or do you think we can or do you think we can for fuck's sake do you, Or do, do you think we can or will do better than fourth um i said it on the pod a few weeks ago um that i thought we'd win the double um and i did concede that maybe i was being a slightly delusional um i i honestly think we can i really do um and no i wouldn't settle for fourth um i think third is within reach
2: definitely doable um, isn't yep. it
1: definitely yep, doable absolutely. but I, d- I don't see any reason why we won't why, why, I don't see any reason why we can't win the title and win the FA Cup and we're also in the U- Europa League and I know it might be a tall order but when I look at the squad when I look at the team when I look at the manager um, we just we look strong and I look at the other teams in the Premier League and, and I really think that we there's no reason we, we, we can't do it um, we can't go all the way and if I go back to um conversation we were having earlier at the beginning of the pod I might have been before we started, I can't recall. Um, Ali, um, now I mean, I've mean i been following Spurs for 25, 26 years. Um, you've been following Spurs for a bit longer than I have, um, and, and, okay. and, and yourself, Bex. Um, <laughs> Steady. Um, other than the double winning team, the 60s, um, the, the, there are two sides, and this is just from my knowledge and history, but I wasn't I don't have any memory of it at the time, but th- in the 1980s, we had two sides. So we had the, the, the early 80s, sort of 81, 82 period, when, when um, we had uh, your Aussies and your Ricky Veers and Glenn Hoddles and um, Tony Galvin and Graham Roberts, all of that. And then there was also the 86, 87 season, when I think Pleat was manager. Yeah. And, yeah. and Clive Allen got 49 goals, and <laughs> we were pushing for the title. what all um, yeah. Hoddle, Waddle. Um, I think we played five across the mid- midfield yeah. then, and, and Cl- we
2: played mainly, yeah.
1: And Cl- Clive Allen on, on his own, and we were we were fighting in three competitions. As I re- as and I gather, we were in the semi-finals of the league league cup and lost to Woolwich. Um, got to the FA mm-hmm. Cup final, obviously lost yeah. four three to Coventry, and we. Not I think, Coventry
2: tried Nick to off me that day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we finished in the league. I think it might have been third, third or fourth. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that two different teams in the 80s how how does how does that period compare with today because the nearest in my time as a Spurs fan the nearest time that I felt really excited and I thought wow we're going to do something was that 2011-2012 season when Red Hat was manager the final season when Red Hat was manager and we had Bale and and Modric and van der Vaart Vaart. and that season it was really special and I remember talking with an older fan and he said to me that it, it felt like the 87 season how does this compare to the teams we had in the 80s yeah
2: I mean it's hard to it's hard to sort of compare isn't it because we've got it's really still unknown isn't it I mean these guys are so young um they're so fresh they're they're sort of just following instructions and doing what they're supposed to do uh to the letter of the porch um and results just you know seeming to go our way the you know the other teams that you mentioned had had stars and players and and people like that but i don't think we've got a sort of out and out star have we at the moment apart from the guys who are self-making themselves
1: but in terms of expectations i mean i I feel very optimistic, and I've I've seen lots of of false dawns along along the way, but I feel really positive. Um, uh, And I genuinely, when I say I think we can win the title and the FA Cup, I think that is, whether we do or not, it's a different matter, but I really think that is a a possibility. There is no reason why we can't. Um, But I don't know from an expectation level how that compares with back then.
2: Anybody?
3: (laughs) I don't, um, I mean, I was much younger, uh, she says, honestly. Um, So it's hard, it's hard to get that kind of clarity. You know, at the time I was doing GCSEs, I was studying and I had a lot going on, but that 87 season was just outstanding. It it was just amazing. And I think now is different because I'm an old person and I get to watch. And the other thing is you get to watch a lot more games these days. So you can judge, you're not just getting reports in the paper. So I don't know. It's the expectation level, isn't it? It's what you expect. And at the time, it, that 87 season, it was still quite fresh in the mind. You know, we'd had a couple of FA Cup victories earlier in that decade, whereas now we've got, we've had nothing to shout about for years. <laughs> so now it's, re- I think it's more exciting in a way because it's not expected, if yeah. that makes sense.
2: It was quite a different era, though. I mean, everybody was sort of on an even keel to start off with, and not, you know, there weren't not many sort of billionaire owners who were just chucking money uh, into the clubs like your Abramoviches and uh, etc. Um, um, so people were starting off at the same time, the uh, same way, you know, same sort of wage structures and whatever, um, and. It was, it was more or less down to the manager and what he had in his mind. And I think around about the eighty seven time when Pleat took over, he, he sort of did something different. He, he kind of we played four or five one most of the time, and our midfield was unbeatable, really. Um, and Clive Allen was a gold poacher uh, extreme. You know, he was the best sort of that you could have around at the time. I mean, forty nine goals in one season was sort of almost unheard of in the English league. So it was
3: very special.
2: Yeah, it was really special, you know, and I was at that game. It was <laughs> awful to, to go ahead so early, you know. I thought, oh, my, <laughs> too early. <laughs> uh, but, anyway. but, OK,
1: but but. Well, let me ask a question in a different way. Sorry, I, I know I'm probing a bit, but... Um, the expectations again,
2: high at the moment.
1: Again, going back to some of the previous teams that I've watched in, in the last 25-26 years um, there was always points like taking that red nap team for instance there were weak links in the team yeah. um, there were moments where you thought Do you know what, we're going to throw it away or we're not going to last the pace or something's going to happen or we're going to go to Goodison Park on a wet Wednesday and we're going to fuck it up yeah. I can't see those frailties in this team, That for me that's a difference and I don't, I don't know if if there's been a dispersed team, so that certainly hasn't in my time, I think. But I don't know beyond that whether there has been a team where you think, actually, do you know what? P- p- putting aside the, the 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 glitz and the flair and the skill of, you know, of of say Aussie and Hoddle and, and and all of that, whether there's been a team or a squad and a manager that's just you've just looked at it and you think he's strong, he's strong. There there are very few weak weak links, and the one the one or two weak links that. <laughs> that are there um Fasio, for example um well, aren't really parts of the um the he up. yeah
2: he's, he's out of it i mean it's not there is no there are no weaknesses as far as i can see um well no it's a bit pushing it really i suppose um but uh Podge seems to have just weeded those out hasn't he so mm. um as far as I'm concerned, we we uh, don't have too many weaknesses. Um, to answer the the question, I think that this is the most exciting time we've we've had since those days that you mentioned. Um, today, when we went one down, I, I didn't fear one bit. No. Not at all. I just thought we were going to get in, get back into this, and probably win the game.
3: Knew uh, it was going to happen at some stage because that's the way yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, because a, a year or two ago we would have said, "Oh, fuck, we've lost this game." Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a crappy side like Palace, you know, some sort of what happened to Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. Um, that was a one off before it would have been more than a one off. Uh, now it's not a one off. Uh, sorry, now it's a one off. Uh, and it was a blip today. We went one down, we went one down against Sunderland, but we came back and we won comfortably and we were comfortable in the game. So the way I see it is we, we don't really have too many problems. And we are weeding out the bad stuff. So Adebayo is gone. <laughs> um, looks like Townsend could be gone. Fazio might go. Um, and should left, go. Should go. And we're left with people who want to play with uh, Poch and who Poch trusts. And he's not scared to give them all a go and stick them in the team and, um, you know, do what they're told. And it sounds like he's a very fair person but a very tough person as well. Uh, and he's laid it on the line to them, do it or get out. And that's how it's gone. So I'm quite happy with it. Uh, I feel very confident this year that we we'll do something. Fourth or higher, I would have said before I'd be disappointed. Uh, I'd be happy to get fourth, but I'd be a little bit disappointed with fourth, I think, this season.
3: I think now, at this stage of the season, look at where we are, look at the players we have. I think to, fi- to finish fourth now, when there's a possibility we could have done better, yeah. I think that's where you start to think, oh, really? Only fourth? Yeah. Whereas if somebody had said to you at the start of the season, yeah. how do you fancy fourth? You would have taken it without a shadow of a doubt.
2: Exactly. But we're not vying with Chelsea. We're probably vying a little bit with Man U. Um, but we're vying Not with after Leicester. today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's Leicester that's up there and I've still, I still got this feeling that Leicester are going to sort of drop away. And if they don't, it doesn't bother them so much. So long as we do what our stuff. Absolutely. fighting. We we usually fight. We're usually outside fourth and fighting for fourth, and we might aim uh, end up sort of fifth. Uh, this time, why don't we aim for higher? If the players believe it, let them go for it. We'll aim higher and finish third, finish second, but aim higher. You know.
3: I think that's what Potch has in mind.
1: So we, we had a follow up question from that from Nick Phil and. Uh, he says how confident are you of finishing in the top four this season percentages please um, I presume that we're all confident
3: yeah 120 odd percent or something That yeah. I would be gutted if we let it slip now because we've been there for so much of the season
2: absolutely yeah.
1: and um, we absolutely
3: completely deserve to be there we yeah. haven't had fluky results no. it's not that everything else has gone our way we have completely deserved our, that this season yeah
2: I mean, we've, we've had too many draws, if I was to be a bit of... Yeah,
3: we know that. But um, then, today was one of those days that we could have had the draw, Exactly. and we, we didn't.
2: Uh, the other thing that's sort of pissing me off a little bit is the fact that the media are sort of rounding up on us and saying that Man United and Chelsea are after Poch and that sort of stuff, you know. So, hopefully he'll be a proper man and just stay with us. And I'm them.
3: happy they're saying that. I like they're saying that. Poch isn't going to go anyway. He's certainly not going to work for Abramovich with his, you know, because even AVB that last week has had a bit pop at yeah, Abarovic yeah. and his ability to get rid of managers at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So, Poch isn't going to go to Chelsea. He's certainly not going to go to that poison challenge that is Man United. Why would he want to leave at the moment where he has everything? He has a chairman that believes in him. He has a, exactly. a squad that completely yeah. believe in him. Exactly. He can do what he likes. Nobody's questioning what he's doing. Everybody's I mean, happy.
1: I'm going to stick slip, slip, slip my neck out of the line here and 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 uh, Rebel. uh and and make a prediction which is this um if you look at the the other team um that uh is cohabiting um uh, squatting in north london <laughs> mm, um, I'd rather not uh, the, the, they they employed a french manager back in 1996 and 20 years on he's still there and I can see two things happening either Pochettino and he's got a good relationship with Levy it would appear and he's he's building something and there's a new stadium as well either he will be there for cause I don't want to say that length of time but, but a considerably long time or I could see possibly maybe 2019 2020 mm-hmm. he's on a five year contract so that's he's two years into it I could foresee at that point he would leave and take over the Argentine t- t- Ar- Argentina, Argentine yeah. national Argentine.
3: team
1: national team. Yeah, okay. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Maybe, but
1: um, I- and that's fine. I w- I, you know what? I wouldn't begrudge him if he did that.
3: I would. Have I not if he left. I,
2: I, well, well,
1: yeah, but but, but but. but uh, I'd rather that than he go to another another team, whether that's United or Real Madrid. And frankly, I can't, I don't actually envisage, maybe I'm being very short-sighted and naive, but I can't for a minute envisage at this moment in time that he would go and manage another club side. Why would he? No, exactly.
2: Rather do yeah, he want to go and start all over again when he's really, really got something going here? Everyone's starting to believe in him, including the uh, 20 fans that we have. Not all of the fans, obviously, <laughs> but most of the fans do believe in him. Some of the others are sort of stupid, but everyone's believing in him from the chairman down to the sort of tea lady, if you like. Uh, and yeah, I'm not phased.
3: I don't think he's going to, he's not going to rush off, is he? Yeah, he's well, not going to do a Harry, I don't think. He's not going to you know, get the whiff but, of a job that he thinks is better and his focus is suddenly going to dissolve. I don't yeah. see that happening with Potch. Yeah. Until he's achieved what he wants. And he is as much about proving himself as about proving anything else. That's he's right. still very young in managerial circles.
2: Well, he's certainly doing all right with us, so I'm quite happy to keep him forever. Yeah.
3: He, <laughs> right. he could absolutely stay. I'm good with that.
1: Marriage made in heaven. Correct. OK, um, we've got about three or four questions. I want to quickly just go through these. Um, a tall, to, a tall Tomar at 80 School Spurs asks, what does the future hold for Nabil Bentelab? Can you see him becoming a first-team regular again. Yes. Yep. Yes.
2: Yep. Um I don't think there's anything wrong. He's just got to fight for his place again. Yep. Healthy competition. You know, the guy got injured. He, he's he been out of it, but he's been good for a long time. Um, and um, he's just got to fight for his place. It's healthy competition. That's all like, the way I see it. And like a few cup games we've got coming up, he'll be getting more and more game time, giving the others a rest, getting fitter and fitter and uh, and then the competition will really be hotted up uh, and, you know, ready to go. So, um, yeah, I think he's got a good future with us. Um,
3: and equally, why would he want to leave at the moment? Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think he'd leave. I mean, unless somebody came in and, offered big bucks but again would nah. he actually want to leave you know nah. great squad he's enjoying it
1: let's let's fa- face the facts last season he was he was an integral part of the squad the team even
2: yeah
1: and and we were we were talking about him in the summer um possible uh, future captain and 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 one of the regulars in the team and then he started the season didn't Do too well against United, and then I think it might have been the Leicester game. Possibly I can't recall. Um, He got injured, and and that's it. He got injured. Other people came in the team. They did a good job, um, and they the the people that have come in have cemented their place in the team. And now he's finding his way back from injury, and that's going to take some time. But there were one one or two signs I think um, midweek, and then again today when he came on. In fact, I, I don't know who he came on for today. It was sort of happened fairly quickly, and I just. Was surprised to suddenly see him, but I thought we did okay. Um, had the confidence to shoot and force their um, goalkeeper to make a save. Um,
2: yes, he, he's a going run, to run, didn't he, to get yeah. up to that position to have a, a shot at goal.
1: He's going to slowly find his way back, back into the team. As as for example, for Chadley, will now he's he scored midweek and he scored again today. That'll do his confidence good. So
3: I thought he came on for Ericsson
1: He came on for Ericsson yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he
2: did.
3: Okay, so um, what a headache for Poch.
2: <laughs> a good one
3: a good one yeah. it's just a, it must be how do you balance all of this thank Christ we're still in a cup competition and we've got the league and we've got Europa League coming up later this month or later yeah. next I month think, I think because otherwise how do you keep all of these players happy when they're playing yeah. at a decent standard
2: yeah um, the thing is we've got no superstars so they're not demanding to be played every week and that's the difference I think that's that's where this kind of squad is better than having your Ali Biles and and to some extent you know your Modric and Bales and and the Bart's you know uh, that the fact that you know these guys trust in the manager and they will get game time. I mean you know people like Wimmer uh, and even Fazi I mean they're not complaining that they're not playing much. They're just waiting for their opportunity to play. Fazio's
3: just taking his money and then he can fuck well, off, is, basically, yeah. because nobody wants him. But Vimmer yeah. is very much part of the team and he's Bex. needed. But Fazio will never appear in a spare shirt Yeah. And anyone who
2: sort of jumps out of line, uh, a la Andros Townsend...
3: Wow. Is, wow. He's still there.
2: Well, He's, there but, he's, yes, he's there. but as soon as we get the, um, the right offer, he's going to be gone.
3: You... Bex, you, you,
1: you tweeted a question on, on Twitter which I was gonna save but fuck it, we'll just read it now. Um Townsend. Um you say, good deal to let him go and how much and for how much or should we keep him?
3: Well given what he did last season, um he did okay for us last season, he broke into the England squad. There was the whole Oh, he's the new saviour of England, dear God. Um I don't know. Do we let him go? Do we keep him? Is he worth that much money? Is Steve McLaren taking the piss? Are Newcastle taking the piss? Have Spurs got something else lined up for him in the background. Is that why they want him to stay?
2: No, I think he's blown it. I think he's blown it when he had that argument with uh, one of the coaching staff. Um, so I was think that people... after
3: the Monaco game at home or after the Andalip uh, game?
2: Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the European games. He, he sort of had an argument. It was Villa, Villa on the Monday. <laughs> All
3: right, it I'm was... completely wrong then. I thought it was a Europa League game.
2: Oh.
1: It was, I, f- I think it was Villa on the Monday. We we did play Anderlecht on the following Thursday, I'm pretty sure it was
2: Villa. But anyway, the okay. by, by guys. Yeah, he apologised, but it just proves his temperament. The thing but is isn't
3: isn't that explainable because he's young and he just he's really keen and he wants to play?
2: Yeah, maybe, but but you know, you can only push the guy so far, a manager that is. If the man if, I've been a manager, not of a football team, but I've been a manager. And as soon as a guy sort of pushes your wrong buttons and stuff like that, if you don't like the guy and you don't trust him, there's just not nothing you can do about it. It's going to be hard for him to prove himself. He's, you know, I watched the under-21s against Chelsea the other day, um, and yeah, he played well, but he's supposed to because he's he's. The star in that team, and you know he done quite well, but he really didn't look interested, to be honest with you, not at all. He absolutely looked disinterested, and um, yeah, he got a goal. I think he got a couple of goals actually, but uh, he looked completely disinterested. He looks like he wants to be out because he's only playing with the under-21s. You know, he, he'll be a good player for someone. Uh, I don't think he'll be a good player for Spurs anymore, and I think we should sort of take twelve. 13 million and get, get him out. Yeah, I, f-
1: I think we're looking at double figures. 10, 12 million. Um, I think we wanted 14. No,
3: Newcastle, Newcastle allegedly have offered 10 and it's been turned down. I suppose i are saying they want 14, which yeah, kind well, of indicates to me... A compromise, doesn't it? Well, have they got another plan? Lee, do Levy and Poch know something that we don't? Well, I'm sure they know lots that we don't. But why wouldn't they let him go? If he's that much of a troublemaker... If he did it publicly on the pitch, why not let him go? The first opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a so long. Goodbye. See you later. I, f-
1: I think from the from the players' perspective, we've we've got the Euros coming up in in um in the summer in June, and he needs first team football. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think his days at Spurs are numbered personally um, and I think for his own good it, it would be good if he got moves on to I don't know a Newcastle a West Brom Stoke City maybe
2: um, someone someone who's not really you know up there with us not but Spurs j- just think about just think about this for a second there's this uh, thing with Berahino, right isn't Berahino just the same as um, Town- Townsend and do you think we'll go for him because I don't think mm-hmm. we'll actually go for him now. I think he's blown it because of the way he's behaving to his club, uh, and I think that Poch will say, well, you know.
3: Don't have time for petulant little twenty-somethings yeah. who think that they that everything is owed to them on a plate. Don't have time, go away. I uh, think
1: that I don't think there'll be any incomings in this window, and I think Fazio, if we can get a buyer, will go and possibly Townsend as well.
2: I wouldn't mind if we do go for this other Moussa Dembélé because. Um, he's going to be, he's going to, you know, he's got the criteria, hasn't he, to sit in with a potch type team to play when he's called upon. He doesn't mind being a backup to Kane because he's not going to replace Kane and we don't want anyone to replace Kane. No.
1: Well, there, there was some talk, I don't know if it, this is correct, but um, that we would pur- purchase him and then loan him back to Fulham. That um, he I doesn't think, want, what, apparently. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't want what that, apparently.
3: I don't think he wants it. So uh, if we get him, we, he well, until he comes to Spurs, now his name has been linked, everybody, all Spurs fans are going to be looking at him like a fish in an aquarium, aren't they? They're going to be examining every move that he makes. Yeah. yeah exactly. And assessing okay. whether he's good enough or not.
2: Mm. Yeah. One good thing about it, if we do get him, is when we all sing, oh, Moussa Dembele, he'll think it's for him and it'll lift both <laughs> spirits. So, there you
1: go. Um, let's just wrap this up quickly final final three questions uh, Mark Stoll asks do you see any of the current squad earning a testimonial with us if so who um, he says it's an honest question not a pessimistic bullshit one yeah <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: well I see a few of them actually um, and it all goes down to their age I see Walker Rose and Dyer definitely and Harry Kane
1: okay I'd, I'd add Larice to that as well yeah
2: you would
3: do you not well, think that they're a little outdated
2: Laurie's,
1: or who do you mean? Testimonials. Yep. The concept of a testimonial is, is certainly outdated, but um,
3: and I know the money goes to charity, and I know that's what they did for Ledley King.
1: But let's let's look let's look at it, let's look at it another way. Um, forget the forget the concept itself. What, a testimonial means what you've you've,
2: it's you've loyalty, given it to, isn't it? It's yeah.
1: loyalty. Given to, points, isn't it? T- t- ten years service normally. Yeah. yeah so
3: isn't that why Dawson was sold? Ooh. Wasn't that just short of his
2: ten
3: years? Just short of. his...
2: Yeah, but that's Possibly. a bit stupid, isn't it? Well, uh, no, no one has to. I, from...
3: I am very cynical. Let's just put that into some perspective. Yeah, I didn't
2: I think, think it was stupid. I mean, okay, it's, I, it's a... I think
3: if we if we look
1: at it in terms of longe... forget about testimonials, if we t- talk about it in terms of longe... oh, longevity, longevity, um, longevity, <laughs> time <I can>, served. <laughs> I can see Larice has been there for, for four years. I can see him being for another six. Vatongan, um, I can see him being there. Um,
2: I think this is going to depend on success, isn't it? uh you know, with the if we get, if we start getting some success, maybe an FA Cup or you know sort of always playing in the Champions League year in year out, plus a new stadium, uh et cetera, I think then you can start saying Larice will want to stay you know longer. um would think, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, so long as we're successful. You know, I mean if we don't if we end up not winning anything and, and being nearly boys, you know, some of these guys are gonna to want to sort of go, aren't they? As long as the right offer comes along. But if we're doing well, then I see no reason why they would want to get out of here. Mm.
1: Okay. Um Final two questions. Samuel asks, will Zelly go to the Euros given his habit of picking up silly bookings by getting involved in needless squabbles? Yes, he'll go.
3: <sighs> he will go. Roy Hodgson was there today. And after that goal, how yeah. could you not take him? How could you as the England manager think, no, no, this player has a horrible habit of occasionally throwing the ball in someone's face or knocking them accidentally on purpose. <laughs> so I'm going to leave him at home. Yeah. Are you fuck? You're going to be like that. You, are, yeah, you definitely coming Make sure you got your passport. Yeah, you're definitely on the squad. Uh, why?
2: We just tell him to be careful, one. We? we just say, you know, just go out there and be careful. Yeah, but it's
3: part of his game. It what makes him it the player. Is. He is very hard to take that out. I think without dousing the fire entirely.
1: It is, but but there's a fine line between. <laughs> There's, there's petulance yep. um, when 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 Glenn Hoddle was was, was England manager I remember in um, it, was, it was a tournament in, in 97 Le tournoi. it was a uh, pre-season um, tournament in France England, France, Italy and Brazil took part and England won that tournament they picked up a trophy I think maybe there wasn't a trophy but they, they won that pre-season tournament and um, Beckham got a booking in, it might have been the f- France game possibly which was the second match and um, it put him out of the next game and it was for something petulant and Glenn Hoddle said not for the first time that David's got to watch that side of his game (laughs) 12 months later (laughs) Beckham flipped out and by the way I've got i personally got no issues with Beckham for doing that I think I'm one of the few people who um, at the time I I didn't have an issue with, with him doing that and I thought the referee was harsh and I thought that that, that the way that Beckham was treated by... Um, the fans, by, yeah. by, by the by media. Our, by the media, but also by, by our fans afterwards, wasn't acceptable. But it does highlight the point that you need, you've got to be careful, partic- partic- particularly at international level. There are certain things you can get away in the Premier League um, that you wouldn't with an international referee. So that's the only thing that concerns me about Ali. But should he go to the Euros? Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Okay, well today the knee in um, Kabayi could have been explained it, and as Ali said earlier, was the momentum carrying him on. And last week, oh, I didn't know the guy was so, you know when he threw the ball in Van Holt's face, I didn't know he was quite so close behind me. And those are the little snippets that as Spurs fans, we absolutely adore. And those are the ones that you can't actually, a, a, an official couldn't walk up to him and say you did that deliberately, because it's explainable that he didn't. It's not Outwardly malicious, they are borderline sly. But it's very hard to punish those, and that's why he will go
2: I don't think Poch will ever say to him, take that out of your game. He might say to him, not be careful today because we don't need you to get booked because you'll miss the next game. Poch said some great
3: things midweek actually about that. You know, the whole sometimes it's like a naughty child. Sometimes you need to tell them outright. Sometimes you need to show them. You need to temper it with love and affection. And sometimes it's a sit-down you've screwed up. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely the way to go. Because if you say yeah. to Ali, straight up, you fucked up, you shouldn't have done that, he's yeah. going to go, all right, boss, whatever.
2: Yeah. i tell you but, what, though, next time you watch a Spurs game and Dele Ali's playing, listen very carefully. You always hear Potts shouting out, Ali! <laughs> yeah. Five, six, seven times in a game. I think he works that guy so much, it's unbelievable. You listen to it. Next and
3: time. I'm happy for that to happen yeah. because he gets us great results.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think just just on the England thing, I think the bigger question isn't whether Daly Ali will, will, will go or not. I think that's a given, and I think Harry, Harry Kane will be be there at the Euros. I think that, and this is really a question for another pod because we're, we don't have the time today. And, and p- perhaps one will one will address later on later on in the season as as the Euros get closer. Whether Eric Dyer will go now, I assume he would, and I would I would certainly have him in the squad. But I was very surprised earlier in the season that he didn't feature as much as he should have. And, well, and, and wasn't he and picked fun.
3: for the under 21s He was
1: picked for the under 21s but but he but Delhi Ali l- jumped ahead and was picked for the senior side. Yeah, um, I, I, think I, that I, I do change. recall. I do, I do recall Dyer did also play against France afterwards, but.
2: Dyer was picked for the under 21s and he sort of backed out of it, didn't he? He said, I'm going to stay at yep. home. I'm going to work on my. Yeah, Spurs. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember? Um, yeah. And yeah. then, um, so, and then he got picked for the, um, the A team, the England A team, which for me is a good sign because it means, yeah, he backed out of going to uh, the championships, which was in the Czech Republic. Um, um, and they didn't hold any grudges against him for that. Uh, and you know he's he's he got into the England team on merit, whether they were just looking at him or not or or something like that. I'm not Does, sure. The
0: uh, yeah. thing is, if Roy
3: Hodgson goes to a Spurs match now, he's not focusing on one player.
2: Of course not.
1: It's across the, the it's across
3: the pitch. He wants to see how everybody behaves.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a feeder club for England.
3: Come on. Uh, we are at the moment.
1: Pochettino is a feeder feeder manager yep. For, yep. For, 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 for England. Nine, no, 17. 17, yep. it? Yeah, for
3: England.
1: Both at Southampton and, and at Spurs. And, well, I say manager, coach, in terms of player development, really. Yep. Um, Okay, final question, and it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, I'd imagine. Nick Phil asks, what month will we turn Spursy again? He says, I think March.
3: I'm going to punch Nick when I next see him because I very much hate that (laughs) word, Spursy.
2: Luckily, luckily (laughs) you're going to a game together with you all together. That would be nice. But traditionally, March, traditionally we are in the minus goal difference. Traditionally, we are outside the top four looking to get in. Tradition. And this season isn't a tradition, so... It, to, it, this season is not a traditional season. We are in a untraditional traditional season, so I'm going to sing, no more Spursy! <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't mind the word... I know, Bex, um, you're not a fan, and, and Bardi on the fighting Cock, and, and various other people aren't, aren't a fan of Spursy. Word. I, it's the word Spursy, I guess, because it's got negative connotations. Mm. I don't mind it insofar as to me, Spursy means typical Spurs, but that can be mean good or bad, really.
3: No, you know um, I mean, it, well, me, it if, just means yeah, fucking up, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, if,
1: I don't know. It, yeah,
3: it's a perception thing. I
2: mean, if um, we start getting consistently good we, and we're going to be Spursy again.
3: Exactly. Exa- exa- in, exa- exa- in,
1: in a good way. In a good way. I don't think. Um, you know, March is, March is at the point in time when we tend to start to. March, April, where we, we just. You know, maybe those last 10 games, we start to. Um, I don't know whether it's we just don't have the mental
3: the focus uh, slips or something happens or,
1: or yeah, yeah. fatigue or, or, or whatever
2: they're not for they... Pochettino the England manager's job are they so don't worry about it. no
3: no
1: and he hasn't got a dog called Rosie um
3: <laughs> but he uh, doesn't attack Haven no okay no. so um yeah I, I get the um the theory behind the word Nick I just don't like the word itself but Hopefully it's not gonna happen this year. Nothing this year has gone according to previous plans, has it? No. Here we are, end of Jan, fourth, fighting for everything, winning games that previously we'd have just rolled over and lost. Yep. We've got players being selected all over the place for various international teams. We've got a decent squad that actually today's starting lineup was mostly internationals.
1: Yeah. And we've got we've got just the hard part, that's the beginning. We've got the best goal, you know, 23 matches played, That's that's. there's only 15 left. The best goal difference, joint best goal difference with, with City. The best defence, even after conceding one today, the best defence. Um, goal scored 41, um, you've got Leicester on 42, and then City, I think on 44, so even that's not too bad, and, and, and that's with one sort of recognised striker centre-forward, yeah. whatever you want to call him. Um, we really can go places, and I, I, and I, sorry to say it again, and I know that maybe people will, will say I jinx it or, or I'm being delu- delu- it I don't give a flying fuck. I think that I think we can go all the way, and as Ali said, I think that if we have a really su- successful season, the definition of the word Spursy can change, um, and it can be synonymous with with su- with success and hopefully more success. And um, I'm I'm very confident about the future. Okay. I yeah. hope
2: you're right. um, I've got a question for you. Go what on. do you think about Pardew's Kane comment?
3: If,
1: is this is the one where he compared him to... If Kane uh, was and, at
3: Palace, we'd be in the top four. <laughs> Fuck off. Now, that,
2: that is delusional. It,
3: it's, it's not it, just about Harry Kane. It, it's he, about the whole damn team.
2: He's trying to say that he's as good as Potch and that... Uh, Delaney's as good as the Tonga and Dan is as good as Alderweireld, and and all the rest of it. I mean, and his keeper is as good as our keeper. I mean, come on, what is he on?
3: The guy should be committed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like him anyway. He drives me insane. And Kavai is working with the best manager for him, because they are one of a kind, the pair of them. Sly, devious, sneaky. I don't like either of them. Um, But anyway, oh, West Ham have just scored again, so that's 2-1.
1: Nice. Excellent. Valencia well, just got his I, second. Is it I can't believe, yet? Can't believe we're cheering West Ham. <laughs> but, um, I'm glad that Aguero's got a goal the goal. Pie sorry.
2: At least we beat the Piekarsis to get to the final, ladies. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, you
3: see, that's the precedent, isn't it? Because last season the girls got to this cup final and lost to Charlton in the final, and the boys lost the league cup. So this season we're yeah. through to the final again.
2: Yeah.
3: Will the boys also get to a cup final?
2: Oh, I hope so. It's another reflection on our, on our academy, I think. All this, mm-hmm. you know, since we've had the training centre done and we've changed the way things are happening in the background, we've got uh, really yep. successful teams coming along, sort of young, yep. younger guys and the girls and everything. So it's brilliant.
3: Well, actually, and it, what I didn't say earlier, what made Thursday night's game better was the fact that the West Ham Ladies team, and I did say this earlier in the pod a couple of weeks back, um, they had a grand clear out. They had a new manager and they cleared out six first team players. One of whom was Kenny, Kelly Blanchflower, who was their skipper at the time. Oh. She came to Spurs and scored.
2: Oh, excellent! Is she related?
3: No, sadly not. But no, the, but, that's but a, a nice that's slap in the face great. for them, I think. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Anyway, oh. I digress. Sorry. It's a it's
1: a good time to to be a Spurs fan, and um, what, what what with the ladies, um, and 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 the and the progress that that Potch is making with 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 the with the men's side, and, and as you say with, with with the stadium, I think we should. We should enjoy this time, um, and hopefully there'll be there'll be a lot more um, good things to come. Um, on that note, um, Ali, thank you um, for joining us for the first time
2: this season. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I'm just going off now to have a um, another, another watch of yeah.
1: Delhi yeah. Ali Vine. <laughs> I think I think we all are. Um, <laughs> Bex, thank you as ever.
3: Thank you very much. I've had lots of fun.
1: Right, um, and on that note, um, the future's bright. The future's Lily White. Good night. <laughs>
0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had it's loads tonight. we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out, all oh, day. No. oh we've seen them come we've seen them go the names up on our shirt. gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over here